Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Your fellow sons and daughters of the Father of all who believe, Abraham, the Old Testament believer, dear friends. Besides attending the midweek Lenten services, do you ever practice any other Lenten custom or tradition? Some Christians will sacrifice things during the 40 days of Lent, like giving up eating chocolate or drinking beer or, or playing cards. I'm not quite sure how that custom started, and I don't always know the reasons behind it, but perhaps the most noble explanation is this, that people would give up, sacrifice certain things, food, water, during the season of Lent to imitate Jesus, our Savior, who went without food and water for 40 days while being tempted in the wilderness. And so you know there are people who will ask, sometimes in seriousness, sometimes in joking, are you giving up anything for Lent? Well, it's one thing to sacrifice some food or water for a few days during the year. But would you be willing to sacrifice something more valuable? Would it be possible that you would be willing to sacrifice one of your children on an altar to the Lord? We can't imagine that ever happening, and we would say, how would I ever sacrifice a child of mine? And yet God did ask that once of our father Abraham. And when we hear this account, we kind of wonder, how could God do that? But God is God, and he is the one who gives life, and he has the right to take life in whatever way he decides. And so as we watch this drama unfold in the pages of Scripture, it almost forces us to cover our mouth in disbelief as we see Abraham lay Isaac on the altar and grab in his hand a knife to slay him. But sometimes in that drama, we don't catch the conversation that went on between Abraham and Isaac conversation will helps us understand what this was all about. Did you catch it? Isaac asked his father, Father, where's the sacrifice? Where's the lamb for it? And Abraham's response, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. That's what this account was all about. Not only that Abraham would obey God in sacrificing his son, but, but whether or not Abraham would trust the promises of God. And so today let's focus on this account with this encouragement. God will provide. And what will he provide? He'll provide strength for faith and sacrifice for forgiveness. As I had mentioned, the test was really about whether or not Abraham would fear, love, and trust in God above all things and sacrifice his son. But also, would he trust God's promises? And do you remember the promise that God gave to Abraham? Even though he and his wife Sarah were past the age of bearing children, God promised them a son, and God delivered. But God also attached a promise to this son, who was Isaac, that through Isaac, Abraham would become the father of many descendants, and one of those descendants would be the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ our Lord. So do you understand 
what was at stake? Not only in that sacrifice would Abraham, in a sense, lose a beloved child, what was at stake was losing the promise, the hope of salvation. So how could Abraham do this with so much at stake? Well, we can't read his mind, but we kind of get a hint in what he told his servants. Did you catch that too? He said to his servants when they came to the place of sacrifice, you stay here with the donkey while the boy and I go over there. We will worship and then we, we will come back to you. It seems as though Abraham trusted that in some way, somehow, God was going to make all things turn out all right. But you know, you and I don't have to wonder what Abraham was thinking. The scriptures tell us. In the letter to the Hebrews in that great hall of faith, chapter, chapter 11, we are told this about Abraham, and listen closely. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. And here it is. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. So Abraham trusted that if Isaac dies today, God has to raise him from the dead because God does not lie and God never breaks his promise. And so it is true. God will provide. He provided strength for Abraham's faith to obey the Lord. Now God has not given any one of us a command to sacrifice a son to show that we fear, love, and trust in God above all things. But we know that as followers of Jesus, there may come times in life when we may have to sacrifice some things. For example, we may have to sacrifice our sinful pride, thinking that somehow God loved me because I'm so lovable. No, I'm not perfect, but I'm pretty good, at least better than others. But remember what we learned on Ash Wednesday from the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee? Jesus said, he who exalts himself will be humble. You cannot enter the kingdom of God with that pride. But those who humble themselves, who bend the knee in penitence, they will be exalted. Or think of how we have to sacrifice our intelligence sometimes. What? Well, you know, when you take a look at the pages of Scripture, I would maintain that there is very little, if nothing, in Scripture that is completely unreasonable. That God would die for me? That someone would rise out of a grave? That doesn't make sense to our reason. How can this all be? And so our sinful pride would like to think, since I'm a pretty intelligent person, I, I, I don't necessarily know if that's always true. And then we kind of dismiss it or somehow try to explain it away. But remember what God said, this is the servant whom I love. The one who is humble in spirit and trembles at my word. 
The Bible tells us that, that we are to honor the Lord with our wealth. Are you willing to sacrifice wealth so that God's name is honored? And how is God's name honored? When his name is spread throughout the world and through that name more and more brought to faith. Are you willing to do that? I believe that you are. But sometimes we struggle. And then the scriptures also tell us that, that we can't love God if we don't love our neighbor. So are you willing to sacrifice some more pride and be willing to say, I am sorry to your spouse when you're wrong, to your children, to your parents, to your neighbors, to your friends, to your co-workers? Are you willing to sacrifice all to make sure that your marriage, your family is is, is following the ways of the Lord and God-pleasing? Are you willing to sacrifice anything and everything to make sure that your children are brought up in the truths of God's word so that when they die by faith in Jesus, they will enter heaven too? Are we willing to go out of our way to help someone in need? Because sometimes that sacrifice includes inconvenience by giving up time. I was planning on doing this. And yes, sometimes... It also means sacrificing again whatever it takes to help them in their bodily need. We'll have a good example of that in the Wells Connection this morning. Yes, like Abraham, we will be tested about whether or not we will fear, love, and trust in God above all things and be willing to sacrifice anything that might get in the way. And where will we find the strength to do that? Stiffen our upper lip? Get a stronger backbone? No, God will provide. And he provides the same strength to us as he provided to Abraham. The quiet whispers of his gospel promises. Yes, this mighty man Abraham who hid behind his wife's skirt two times to save his own skin, received strength from the Lord to sacrifice his son because what God had promised him. And so it will be for you. I don't know what tests or trials or temptations will come into your life. And you know they will come. And you know that you and I have a sinful heart that would rather listen to self than to God. But when you need strength, to fear, love, and trust God above all things. Turn to his promises. And if you're not quite sure what promises I need to hear, then turn to those whom God has provided in your life to help you. A pastor, a teacher, a Christian parent, a Christian spouse, a Christian friend. Yes, the Lord will provide. He will provide strength for faith. But there's the problem. God graciously provides all these promises by which he not only brought us to faith, but also through which he allows us to live for him and to die for him. But so often in our sinfulness, we, we, we don't trust those promises. And for that, you and I have reason to die eternally as surely as Isaac was going to die on that altar 
unless God intervened and provided a substitute. And there's the real picture. Isaac was going to die, but God intervened and he provided a substitute, a ram in a thicket. And so rather than dying on an altar, Isaac's life was spared. The ram died in his place. And there's the picture of Jesus, right? We all deserve to die for our own sins, especially for those sins of not fearing and loving and trusting God above all things. And we surely would be in hell eternally if God did not intervene. And he has, not by a ram caught in a thicket, but by his son nailed to the tree. Now, I don't know what was going through Isaac's mind when he was lying on that altar and he realized his father was going to offer him up, but I do know what was on Jesus' heart and in Jesus' mind when he was nailed to the cross. You were. You were on his mind and in his heart. And so was I. You see, Jesus loved us so much that he was willing to suffer hell on the cross so that one day you and I might enjoy perfection, perfect life and happiness in heaven above. Is it any wonder then that the Apostle Paul in that second lesson would encourage us to trust that if God was willing to give up his son for us, he loved us that much, why would we ever think that God would allow anything else in all the world to separate us from that love. Not even when our faith is tested. And so what shall be our response? In awe of what Jesus was willing to do for us, the Lamb of God, whom God provided for our salvation, may we respond this way. Lord Jesus, as you put me first, May I always put you first in my life. And Jesus, because you love me so much to live and die for me, Lord, give me the strength to love you so that I will live and die for you. And when I fail, Jesus, and I surely will, please, Lord, forgive me my sins. And you know what the answer is to those prayers? the Lord will provide.